What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. It is episode 156, and I am here with the boy himself, foes up from a boy, Nico. What's going on, brother? How you living? Hey, man. What's up, baby? How you doing? I'm glad I could be here. Glad I could fill in for the usual, Brooke. Yes, uh, sir. We wanted to have all we, three, but timing, it's a yeah. Monday. Hurricane's coming. Hurricane. This is the pre-hurricane party. If you guys are trying to throw down, this is the place to be. Get the bottles. Get the champagne. Might not have electricity tomorrow. Oh, no, we (laughs) won't. Tuesday night, come 9 o'clock, we're cooked. So if you don't hear from us, just know we're still thinking about you. We still love you, I promise. Uh, Week 3 of the NFL has come and mostly gone. We have one more game tonight for the Monday night game that I truly don't care about. Cowboys-Giants. Get it out of here. And if it's anything like the Sunday night game last night, I'd rather eat my controller than watch it. I'd rather would eat you, a remote control. Would you argue, and this is, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people say they don't like watching baseball, but I'll tell you right now, I'm watching that Raisin. I'm watching a Raisin Yankees series. I'm watching, I'm watching a Tigers Royals series before I'd watch I'm, that I'm watching game. golf. Well, I'm golf's lit, golf. but I agree. I agree. Golf's lit. It takes a little bit of warming up to, but golf's lit. Shout out my golf! Shout out my guy Paul Johnson. I'm watching some actual competitive disc golf. Ooh, How about that? Like, okay. We're watching some there. Okay, we're, we're getting there. Shout out my guy Paul Johnson. Yeah, shout out of, Paul. Great, great dude. We got an interview with him. If you guys don't know about that, great guy. Go check that out. Uh, T box. But yes, yeah, sir. it's week three of the NFL. We're gonna give you guys our winners and losers because there are a lot of them. Uh, the NFL is kind of having a weird year. There's only one team without a win, and there's only two teams that are. Without a loss, technically the Giants, but they haven't played their third game yet. So we'll say three. As of right now, there's three. Yeah. There's yeah. three. Yeah. yeah, they're undefeated still. So. They're undefeated still, but there's only two and a third undefeated teams and one winless team. So there's just a lot of losses and there's a lot of parity. And realistically, yeah. we know nothing about the landscape of this league right now, besides the fact that the Eagles look good and the Raiders don't so far. That's really it. That's really yeah, all we I, know so far. I feel bad because I had real high expectations of the, of the Raiders going into this year, which kind of sucks. But, you know, if you look at all their games, they're all like nail biters. Like, right yeah, they all them, come down to the wire. Yeah, like every single one of them have come like literally down to the wire. So, um, again, it's week three. So you don't want to make any too big overreactions. Like if you were to yeah. sit here and argue and say that. The Raiders are the worst team in the football league. No, no, um, no, no, no. They're right, more towards the right middle there. than they are towards the bottom. Yeah, like look, who they, look, look to see who they've played in their last three games. You know, they they got a good game against Arizona, which again they came with an outrageous come from behind overtime comeback win. Um, and then who else do they lose to? The Chargers, Chargers I think. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, you got good teams that you're losing to, and then Tennessee, which kind of you know is a little shocker. You kind of, I was expecting. Uh, Vegas to come out and kind of, you know, get their first win and come with a stomping stone. But um, Mr. Tannehill had uh, something yeah, else going, going yeah, a little. Plans. Yeah, he had other plans going on. And, you know, Tennessee, Tennessee needed that too as well if they wanted yeah. to become kind of that, te- that team that we thought in the beginning of the year Tennessee was going to be. All right. So, again, you know, we don't want to make too many beginning of the season overreactions. But, um, you know, 
it's not looking so pretty for Vegas right now. That's no, not at all. Um, we mentioned it last week with the zero and two odds to make the playoffs. If you start at zero and two, I can't imagine they're very good when you start at zero and three, especially yeah. in the division like they're in. But they're kind of they're kind of catching a lot of breaks in that. I don't think the division is as good as we thought going into the year. Um, but with that being said, I am going to start with our first loser because I feel like it's only right, and I'm not going to let you say it because I'm going to say it. The Denver Broncos are a loser. And mm. boy, are they a loser in so many regards. Right? Mm. The mm. wide receiver duo is about half as good as we wanted them to be. They're super talented. It's not working. It's not working. Yeah, the running backs are subpar. Melvin Gordon has fumble issues out of nowhere. Russell Monster, Wilson, man. I'm not going to be overly mad at him yet. It's the third week on a new team. I don't think it's fully fair to judge guys like that. But also, you're getting paid and you got an extension before you threw a single pass for this team with them. We expect you to be great. And you're like a Hall of Fame talent and you've had like a Hall of Fame career. And you don't look like that. You look like the ghost of Jacoby Brissett. Out there, like you, you look like Josh Freeman on the Bucks a couple of years ago. Like it's, it's Listen. tough to watch football, and they have, I think it's two touchdowns on the season. Yeah, yeah, like two touchdowns on the season. And they, and look at it. Ain't been great for it. Ain't been great for for Denver at all. At all. And you know, I just, I just don't understand. Denver scored, uh, I think, a total this season of what, like we can look this up. Maybe forty four points. And the Bills did that in one game almost. <laughs> so it's it's crazy, right? The thing, everyone just was pooping on me about my comment about saying Russell Wilson was number 18. Yes, it was an over-exaggeration a little bit. Maybe I've been stepping my boundaries. It wasn't the greatest take. But he wasn't. He's not. He hasn't been the, that quarterback. As of this year, he's he not a top 18 quarterback. What no. is? But what this, is, that's just this year. But yeah. Yeah. What is the, what What on God's green earth made people believe that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy were a better wide receiver duo than DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. On what on where, on what planet was that? I, I just don't think any of them are that good. It's like really, it's like really the issue. I don't think any like, of them are that good. That's fair. That's fair. But but you but people made Russell Wilson going to Denver. Oh, we got Jerry Judy. We got yeah, Cortland yeah. Sutton. We got Pat. Sertain, like it was like some defense. crazy we upgrade. Got, yeah. Yeah, like what like you he mean? went like, like you went from DK Metcalf to Devonte Adams. No, yeah, like you <laughs> no. went like you went from throwing to nobodies in New England to then getting Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. It's not like you same. understand, yeah. like that's it's... a big difference, right? You get a you get a new team, you get maybe well, what's the issue now this year? What was the issue in in Seattle? What no O line, right? No O line. Well, 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 does he have the O line in Denver now? They're it's horrible. Than Seattle. <laughs> the O line's Still horrible. Horrible. Still horrible. Still horrible, but it's better than Seattle. So is that what's your issue going to be the whole time? Well, 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 golly, that's going to be everyone's issue. But you know what? You know what great quarterbacks golly. do? They make it work. They make it work with what they have, right? Yeah. Tom Brady had a great O-line, but what? He didn't have receivers? But guess what? He made those receivers great, right? Okay, obviously those receivers are going to play and do whatever they need to do. But, you know, Tom Brady, he's that dog, right? The quarterbacks are different. Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't have what he has, he doesn't have the wide receiver threats he doesn't have. He didn't have Devontae Adams, right? Al uh, Alan Lazard came back, but MBS was gone, right? He, he didn't have the same level of caliber of people he has, but he makes it work. That's what great quarterbacks do. And Russell Wilson was a great quarterback. And is absolutely, like you said, a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Yeah. Absolutely. But 
that time is in the past. The past is in the past with that. Russell Wilson, unfortunately, is not who he is anymore. He's not that quarterback that was taking his team to back-to-back playoff Super Bowl championships. It's just tough, you know, and and you can argue and say, give him, you know, his third game and a new team. Which it is, and it's a new head you know. coach, and a new head coach stinks. That's the biggest Absolutely issue with this team. Fair. Nathaniel Hackett is a fraud. I don't know how he got this job. Absolutely fair. And two and one. Just, We're chewing this team, and they're two and one. Yeah, they deserve it. Though. Very, they very sick of me. Two and one. They deserve though. it. Though. Very, it's embarrassing. It's not a pretty two and one. No, it's just a little upsetting though, because just the the expectations everyone got from the Denver Broncos this year out of nowhere, just just with the pickup of Russell Wilson, just bamboozled me. I was confused, like why this doesn't become like a, such a such a an overreacting. It's a slight overreaction. In, in a sense, in my opinion, especially with the division that they're in, the AFC is always just the AFC. It's the, the you know the toughest. It's the AL East debate of the football. You know what I mean? Yeah. The best division. It's 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 tough. So I'm just very you know I just I don't want to say I told you so. It's only week three, so we'll revisit this. So I'm sure we'll save it. But we'll three it. three weeks from now. We, I and again, they're two and one. So like, even if they play, even if this offense never scores more than seventeen, which they haven't yet, and they're five and one in three in two weeks, three weeks, then. And and listen, I I don't want to I don't want to be I'll be one to to keep it as fair and as honest as possible. We and and we can jump right into that ne- to the next game with that. But the Bucks ain't looking the prettiest either. And yeah, they're another loser, a big well. loser. Um, they're. The, I will say with the Bucks, and I'll give you a little bit of a credit. Obviously, there's no wide receivers right now. Right. Right. But guess what? Look on the other side. The Green Bay Packers. Who's catching balls over there? Alan Lazard? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Wife. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I, I want to give a lot, a lot, a lot of credit to Bruce Arians and this Bucks defense. This is one of the best defenses I've ever seen. I mean, these guys get after it. You cannot run the ball against this team for the third year in a row. How does that happen yeah. for three years? Defenses usually are really good. They take a dip. Maybe they come back. Just like schemes, people get they figure it out. No, this defense has been phenomenal for three straight years now. But Tom Brady is not taking this divorce thing well. He is uh-huh. not taking not having his number one guy as well. And that's not stuff that you're used to seeing from Tom. Like he's usually yeah. the adversity, he overcomes it. He's letting adversity beat him, beat him down right now. And they're two and one too. Our two yeah. losers are two and one teams, but like it's, the bad stuff is on the wall for them, you know. And so the thing is, the thing that that you can argue with with Tampa Bay is that again, right? Like you said, we don't we're injured, we're very injured, yeah. right? You and and compared to the team that we had from last year, right? I, I was watching this morning. Um, first take with Skip and, and uh, Shannon, and they were talking, and it was absolute, you know, and not not the Tampa Bay's my own team. I'm not trying to be, you know, that guy, but it was absolutely true in a sense. You have a brand new O line, right? You have a, like one guy returning from that. You have your wide receiver core went from Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk to Brashad Perryman, Russell Gage. Scotty Miller, uh, Scotty Miller, uh, Cole Beasley that he just called up a week ago. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a big. It, that's that's an adjustment to make. Um, I think some wins to take away from this. How about the defense? That's right? what I'm saying, dude. You know, it's crazy. That's 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 crazy. The, that's the only reason why the Bucks are two wins into it, right? This yeah, I mean they didn't play well 
at all on offense all year yet. Like yeah. even when they had Evans and Julio, they didn't look good. So yeah, it wasn't the greatest, right? Even even with you seeing that Saints game, the last two games, really the Bucks hadn't scored a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Right. And yeah. so that's bad. That's bad football. Right. Not offensive production. And then, you know, the, the numbers Tom Brady had right. He finished with 271 yards, one touchdown. But again, that was like late going into the fourth quarter. He had like 180 yards. That's not it's not great for Tom. You know what I'm saying? The passing yeah. quarterback he is. But again, he doesn't have those weapons that he that he had. So, again, it's 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 one of those things where like you again, it's third week. Right. So give Cole yeah, easy some time. Give Russell Gage some time. Brashad Perriman and Russell Gage now are your are your ones and twos right now. Uh, obviously, Mike Evans will probably return next week um, after his game suspension. But again, those guys are still going to see a lot of production now. So you're going to see them getting touches and just getting a feel for it. It's like it's literally like anything, right? You you play pickup basketball out in the park and you're you know you shoot a three, your first three, and you miss it, but it was a good shot. What do your teammates say? You keep shooting it, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to make it eventually, right? So yeah. keep these guys in there keep catching keep getting some real in-game reps because i mean that's these are great games right this is a i don't know how potential this is but they could possibly see each other in the playoffs again right so again this is great football for these younger guys to kind of get acclimated in into that kind of offense that tom's gonna run but it's just you know a little bit of trying to figure out this new team and getting through with that but two touchdowns and zero points in the second half like that's phenomenal for the defense like we've been stepping up in that aspect which which ideally should have would have been our weakest uh at point in our team this year which should have been right is our defense but step holding up pretty well yeah yeah uh, and you know they'll, they'll figure it out again it's it, you're never gonna roll out tom they have two wins like again the two yeah. teams we're talking about we're kind of putting a death sentence on a little bit but they have two wins they're both in first place in their divisions it's okay. We can breathe, right? Uh-huh. Um, I want to talk about a winner, though. Be a little bit positive. The biggest winner in the NFL this season currently is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, right now, I don't care about anybody else, is the best player in the NFL. I don't think it's particularly no. close. I don't think it's really been close for a couple of years. And I think we've kind of just been like, he's not a straight quarterback. It's a... I don't care. I don't care. Nobody's had worse weapons than Lamar during his time as a quarterback. He's already won an MVP. If he plays like Uh this, even maybe a hair down for the rest of the season, he'll win his second MVP. The Ravens offense looks something out of a fairy tale. I never thought I'd see the Ravens scoring this much so easily every single week. Yeah, yeah. With, with, Pieces that we didn't think that we were going to be seeing, like guys stepping up. Devin Duvernay's looked amazing. Returning touchdown kickoffs and He's catching balls. Amazing. Uh, Mark Andrews has always been been who he is. But again, I think the thing with Lamar Jackson is, is again he's having a, 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 a MVP season. But the thing was was that he's always been that player, right? When you have that outstanding, phenomenal, consistent MVP caliber season. And then you don't perform. You like you you do 10, 10, 10, 10. And then you perform a nine point five. People are like, whoa, whoa, uh-huh. why is he worse? Whoa. Yeah, whoa, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, bro, like, what are you talking about? I'm he's balling. still insane. Like, you know, yeah, he's balling. Like, you know, <laughs> exactly. So that's the thing. I, I think, and that's the I think why he's kind of flew under the radar in the sense of these last couple of years where we haven't been giving him much praise, and a lot of critics really have been saying stuff, right? Because again. It, it, he hasn't had the the 
MVP is like best years, but I mean his yeah. years weren't bad. Like they were they great were years. Really still. good, in fact. But, yeah. But the the way he's come out this season, even in the two, even in his loss, it's been outstanding. I mean, loss Lamar's wasn't on him. They they had like three blown coverage defensive possessions in a row. Loss wasn't yeah. on him. Not him. Not on him at all. It's literally yeah. Like you don't let Cheetah get past you that fast. Like no. we're Jalen Waddle either. And that's beyond the point. Yeah. Exactly. Eighteen for twenty nine, four touchdowns yesterday. Like that's that's passing the ball too. Like you know what I'm saying. And he's rushing touchdown as well. Like it's uh, he's rushing. He's doing everything that we we just expected. Kind of Lamar, who we, what he's known for, just to be that high level quarterback. And I think it's even more impressive that he's doing it with not as many uh, pieces as we would have liked him to see with. Like we probably would have thought his team would have been a little stronger a couple of years back compared to now, but. It's They're doing really stronger well now. Yeah, it's stronger now. Yeah, I feel like, despite the defense stronger. clearly not being a strength of this team anymore, which kind of mm-hmm. sucks. Um, now the offense has now taken that lead, and that was always what what Baltimore was known for: is defense. Right? They were yeah. a defensive team, great defensive, had the kind of explosive, but you know, okay offense. Now they're like putting up points. Every week points. they're putting up thirty-seven. It seems like it's yeah. crazy. It's it's crazy. And I want to just double down on this. Lamar is really our winner, right? He's third in the league. And was it QBR? Third in the league in QBR. Mm-hmm. He is fifth in the league in rushing yards. He's first in the league in touchdowns. Yeah. Like, come on, man. This is a he's so good. He's, a, he's on he's pace. So he's on Ten pace touchdowns well. already. Yeah, that's touchdowns. three games. He's gonna and end he's up with sixty. He's gonna end up with sixty. Lamar Jackson, man, he's doing it. He's yeah. he's playing well, and I think he's just having fun with it. You know what I mean? Until it becomes like that that serious, like everyone puts the pressure on. I think all the pressure's gone, really, more than anything. Yeah, I feel like now that he's comfortable. I mean, there's now there's obviously he's... playoff pressure. He's he's underperformed in playoffs before. That's definitely yeah. a thing. Um, yeah. And once he gets past that, I think people, I think people will be like, he can't be the best player in the league. He's underperforming the playoffs. Which fair enough, whatever. But like, watch the game. Just watch. Yeah. Just yeah. watch the game. Like. Stats are amazing. Wins and losses are amazing. At some point, like, all it takes is, like, five minutes of watching him make plays, and you're like, nobody else in this league can do that. Yeah, and and he does both of the things. Yeah. Passes, runs, cuts. It's, it's honestly beautiful. I Another winner that I kind of want to get into, speaking of cutting my boy, I know someone you like in purple. Big winner. Minnesota Vikings yesterday with a big comeback yeah. uh, yesterday. And Vikings kind of are on that weird trend. But the winner, in my opinion, in this game are kind of the Lions and, and yeah. how they've been yeah. playing this season. Yeah. Um, I know you like the way they came back in that end. but No, I, we, we got dominated. Are, they, they beat us. We should not have won this game at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you won the game, right? Yeah, but you had the, the Lions, 2-1, baby. <laughs> Yeah, you you guys are sitting pretty right now. You know what I mean? I got another two and one team that, that we can sit here and poop on, but they're two and one and they're they're moving on. They're gonna learn. But right, the Detroit Lions, I think it's a team that we all kind of didn't expect to or we, we had like good hopes for them coming up, but I think we didn't, I think I didn't we're, expect we're, this we're, offense to be this this strong. Yeah, the offense looks creative. The offense looks like they understand the pieces they have. And I think that's the biggest issue a lot of teams have, right? They'll have really good weapons. They'll have the Derrick Henrys of this world, the Devontae Adams of this world. And they don't necessarily use them properly. 
The Lions seem like they do. They have Amon Ross St. Brown, who's just a playmaker. They yeah. make so many gadget plays just to get him the ball. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. we have this big burling back that hates getting tackled to Jamal Williams. Cool, let's put him on every short line yardage scenario. It works. And one thing, I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of Lions games this year. I watched their line or their opener against the Eagles. And it wasn't as much as it was in this Vikings game, but they are aggressive. They went for seven fourth downs in this game. Seven. Mm. Now, yeah. granted, I do think that comes back to bad coaching a little bit because if they kicked field goals instead of these fourth downs, they win this game. They kicked yeah. two field goals, they win. But that's kind of like a hindsight thing. Uh, they did miss a field goal early, and that's kind of why they did this too. But the aggressiveness for a team that's been horrible for a decade to come out this year and just be that aggressive going for fourth down in Minnesota, on the road, division game. They want this win. It was cool to see. I was frustrated as hell. I'm like, we have to stop them four downs every single time. Yeah. It was frustrating because yeah. the defense wasn't great yesterday for the Vikings, mm-hmm. but they made stops. And then yeah. it was fourth and one, and then they didn't make a stop. And it's like, yeah. Uh, Come on! Like you make the stop them. It's like it's like when you're up like seven or when you're down seven to nothing, and your best player hits like a a, a solo shot in like the eighth inning. Well, thanks. We needed that. Yeah, we needed that the second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. And to attest to what you're saying, yeah, the Lions have really just kind of come up with like a little chip on their shoulder offensively. That offense has been pushing. I think they're like the second most they second most points scored um out of all the teams throughout their three games i think it's probably uh, third, like, it's probably off the top of my head it's probably ravens eagles lions yeah just, eagles are just, probably up there too yeah maybe yeah i know i know they put up 70 points in their last two games and then plus whatever they just put up this last but it's a lot that offense has been going crazy deandre swift jamal williams been pushing and like you said Amar, um st brown has been has been special. an underdog story yeah, like he's been, he's been special, dude. It's been so special. He's really fun to watch, honestly. He's yeah. going to be, I think, they're going to be a top 100 player next year um, that we're going to be hearing stories and seeing about. Um, and, and again, they're another one of those teams that just play with, like, not a care in the world. Like, everyone already just rides them out. They're the Lions. They haven't been good, you know, the last 10 years probably. Oh, like, oh, <laughs> it's been forever since the Lions have been good, right? So, again, they're just playing with, like, like a chip on their shoulder. I don't know if you saw in the beginning of the season Jamal Williams getting emotional on that little yeah. pregame, like, Huddle, like, I think they're that's like America's team, man. Like, everyone wants to win, man. You know, yeah, and it, it, it helps so that they're on hard knocks this year. I'm pretty sure they're hard knocks, yeah. And then, I think um, that'd be fun. and then whenever we've seen their head coach, he's emotional, he's passionate, and and they mm-hmm. kind of feed off of him and they kind of resemble him. There's a lot mm-hmm. of teams that don't do that, and it's cool to kind of see that. Just it is, and, and speaking of teams kind of to jump right into teams that kind of feed off of a head coach and how a head coach has been doing great how about doug peterson and the jacksonville jaguars yeah like yeah i don't i don't want to i want to say this game isn't super indicative of the chargers they're the most hurt team in the league currently justin herbert mm-hmm. literally shouldn't have played this game i think it's almost borderline illegal that they let him play uh, but shout out to justin for wanting to go out there yeah, um, he's a he's. A I dog. think somebody else just got hurt today too, or like was officially. Yeah, Versha- out, yeah, so. Rashawn Slater, probably the best left tackle in the sport outside of like Laramie Tunsil. He's out for the season. Um, oh man, and that's a he big let up zero QB pressures before this week. Um, so mm. that's going to be really tough. 
I think the Chargers are going to have a hard time the rest of the year because of him being out, whatever this mm. Herbert injury is going with. And on top of that, they have the worst rushing attack in football. And now they yeah. lose their best offen- offensive lineman. Um, so mm. loser Chargers in general, I don't think they're going to be what we all wanted them to be just because these injuries are too significant. Um, yeah. But the Jags, Trevor Lawrence is good. Who would have thought? Number one overall pick. It took a year. Whatever that nonsense that happened last year is over with. The Urban mm-hmm. Meyer experiment. I don't know why they did that. Ownership should yeah. like get kicked out of the country for that. Yeah, it's just outrageous. Yeah, it was, it's, it was ridiculous. Yeah, what do you like? How do you how can, how can you focus? Like, it's tough to be like. What do you, how do you play for that? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. It's tough to be on an organization, but well, like I said, Doug Peterson. Former Super Bowl head coach with the with the Eagles, he he's been there. You know what I mean, and and he's been doing nothing but great things for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, again, they've been playing very well in their last three games. Good start to their season, a two and one record. Right again, you lose that first game to Washington, which was kind of weird. Um, but then you kind of blow out uh, and give Indi- Indiana uh, or Indianapolis a, a zero, give them an egg. Um, so they're doing it on both sides of the field, offense and defense. Trevor Lawrence is getting it done. Travis, uh, Travis and uh, uh, Robinson—they've been doing great things. And it's but, really James I'm, Robinson I'm too. Like James Robinson, really. Yeah. James Robinson's Travis, looked amazing. James, well, well, James Robinson, and then you also have to think Trevor Lawrence was what the number one overall pick. Yeah. This man was a special specimen at Clemson. There's he a reason a for that. Dog. Yeah. There's a reason. Exactly. That hair was no flow, no joke for no reason. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So again, the big thing you want to you want to realize is is you you guys are big on understanding how big a coaching or a organization plays into a player and how they are able to perform. So when you don't have the best coaching, Urban Meyer situation was just blasphemy outrageous why <laughs> don't even need to deal with that with the first year guy second year guy right so again these little things you got to see like you can't really ride him out or ride the jacksonville jaguars out because again they're another one of those teams that are in a weird conference right like they have absolute every reason to win that conference this year yeah um, it's like it's a terrible division horrible yeah and there's 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 no reason for them not to right um and again with the pieces that they have they're gonna they're gonna be doing great things. I mean, if you just see, again, it might not like even be said, this season, the, but in general, like again, then within I, the next couple of years, though, people will see that Jacksonville will be a team that you want to play for, and Trevor Lawrence, as as well as a couple of these other guys. I mean, again, when you have Zay Jones catching balls, doing his thing, uh, uh, you're 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 gonna be success. You're gonna be successful this year, especially in that division. There's no there's no doubting that, right? The one now thing that matter. I'm really gonna look at Trevor for. Because we're seeing the talent now, right? Last Yesterday, he was really good. Like, he looked very, very good. He had three touchdowns. He was, like, well over 60% passing. And he made some really good throws in the red zone, which is... And ran the ball a little bit. Scrambled. I want him to create that culture you're talking about. Make people want to play with you. Because Jacksonville is historically horrible at that. Where you Mm -hmm. go there, you play well. Remember the Blake Border years, how much talent there was over there? And all of them wanted to leave because of how bad just, like, the environment was. So if Trevor can kind of flip the narrative and make people want to play there, get these young guys, make them want to resign, or little things like that, maybe get a free agent, which they've never done that. So I'm going to look to Trevor for that. 
it's not going to be an easy task, but they're two and one right now. They're the lower end of two and one teams. Like we literally said, the Bucks and and the Jags have the same record. One of them's a better team. Like the Bucks are a better team than Jacksonville. That's just how it is. But but if the Bucks play the Jacksonville last, if they like played them last week, night, the Jags are winning by twenty. Yeah, so. exactly, <laughs> and that's and that's the thing of it. That's the weird thing about football, right? You know, yeah. uh, you one. I don't want to say maybe one player, but literally one or two players can really determine whether or not that team is going to perform to where you need. Right? You lose an O, o- lineman, boom! Now you got now you got your quarterback running for his life the whole game on the left side, right? So football is that game where you lose like one or two guys, and you know the outcome kind of flips that whole switch. Um, like you said, though, this season has been kind of weird. There hasn't been that many. Like, usually this season, there's, like, those teams were, like, are very dominant when they play, like, certain teams and they're not right. supposed to lose. Um, like, last year when we see Kansas City playing, right, usually they start off undefeated the next couple of games. Um, this year they, you they know, start off really strong and then lose a game to Indianapolis, a yeah. very good game. Uh, and that, game. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was a very good game watching that, and I was nail-biting because – um, I had uh, Indy, Indy plus the five and a half, and, you know, they covered. They did my easy thing. Cover. You know, they, easy cover. Yeah. Oh, it was easy cover. Five and a half, free money. Come on. Was um, well, so sweating free. a little bit. Um, but like you said, I know I was giving a little hate on my guy, Matt Ryan, a little bit at the beginning of the season, but he's not doing too, he's not doing too bad. He's doing yeah, very well, actually. Again, another guy. It's going to take some time. It's going to acclimate. He's never – him and Russ are in a very similar situation, right? Mm-hmm. They've both been to Super Bowl, so they're super veteran-like. They've never played for another team, though. So just, like, in general, being, like, just walking down, like, into the onto the field and looking on you, you see you're wearing blue instead of red or black. You're like, huh, it's a little <laughs> weird. And wow. it's, it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. Yeah. So um, we'll see how that goes. I don't see a whole lot of upside on this Matt Ryan thing, but the Colts are 1-1-1. One, one, and one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is weird. Again, another weird division. Um, You have a superstar in Jonathan Taylor. That's just like a team where um, it kind of is like, what is what can happen? You have your superstar running back, really good quarterback, veteran quarterback, and a lot of young guys as well um, that are kind of swarming. You know, so. What are we going to do in Indianapolis? Are we going to build from this and kind of go? But again, they're in the AFC, like, right? So so it's going to be tough if you really want to consider these guys contenders. Contenders, right? yeah. But that division is very winnable, so. It's a very winnable division. And and uh, to be quite frankly, or to be quite frank, we didn't expect it to look like this right now, right? Yeah. So um, the AFC, I guess, is a big toss-up and, you know, week three. Let's just see how everything plays out for a little longer. See who gets healthy. See who gets hurt. Knock on wood, hopefully no one gets hurt. But, you know, that's just the name of the game, unfortunately, right? Who can stay the healthiest? You see it with all these sports that we play. Who can stay the healthiest from the beginning to the end? That's it's, the biggest thing. It's Baseball, really hard to do. It's really hard to yeah, do. Exactly. Basketball, right? So, again, who can stay the healthiest through the season and and perform, right? I think, you know, again, the Kansas City Chiefs losing that game doesn't mean that they're not still Doesn't mean anything. Team. Doesn't yeah, mean anything. Yeah, like, okay, so what? <laughs> like, right? So... And, it, and it's kind of funny because if before the season you told me week three the Chiefs are going to lose to the Colts, I'd probably think, wow, okay, 
The Chiefs are probably one and two. They're probably not playing great defensively, and they're probably sputtering. And it just couldn't be further from the truth. They're two and yeah. one. The defense has been fantastic. It was just one of those rare, the offense didn't really click type of days, and they couldn't get it going. They couldn't get the ball rolling. And that, you know, it's football. Like, it happens. So uh-huh. it's completely different than the narrative I thought it was going to be. I think a lot of teams are kind of taking us by surprise. Uh, yeah. One that's not is the Eagles. The Eagles look fantastic. Um, a lot of people thought they were going to before the season. I just didn't think their defense was going to be this good. Yeah. Because especially week one, like we saw the Lions put up the 35 week one and we're like, whoa, that's a red flag. And no, it just turns out the Lions have a really good offense. And, um, and the Eagles were up big and it kind of let off the gas a little bit. Yeah. But they, then they only give up seven to the Vikings and eight to the, to the commanders two two straight within a full not even seven days eight points that they didn't get until the fourth quarter like yeah it was again. a safety yeah. and then a garbage time touchdown because Carson Wentz is the king of garbage time flip exactly. it over to the loser the Washington commanders are the biggest loser in terms of mediocrity I thought they were actually going to take a step up I thought Carson was better than Taylor Heineke not by much but like veteran he had it a little bit. The team got better, I think, drafting Jahan Dotson. So now they had two weapons on the outside. The defense is mm-hmm. healthy this year. Defense looks horrible. I thought this commander's defense was going to be good. I, I love their front seven. I still love their front seven. Yeah. 22, 36, 24. Right to the head. Not very good. Not pretty. Um, And <laughs> you can... <laughs> You almost want to just tank this year at this point, right? It's the way it's like looked so far, but I think that's the biggest thing. Like you said, uh, their defense hasn't looked pretty, and Carson Wentz is like, all right, you know what I mean? They don't really have a quarterback that's kind of doing their thing. And I will say, uh, they did play the Eagles, which I think are you know a phenomenal team. One of the I, as of right teams. now, like I'm gonna put my power rankings out tomorrow. Spoiler warning: They're gonna be number one. They have to be number one. They're gonna be they're, number one on that right now. And that's There's just the way that has to be. That's just yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts has been nothing short of, of great again. If Lamar well. wasn't being, like, superhuman, Jalen Hurts is number two on, like, the MVP ladder at this moment, at least in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's number two right now, for sure, outside of Lamar. But, I mean, you know, yesterday he threw for 123 and a half QBR, three touchdowns, 340 yards. I mean, like, that's what you need out of your franchise, right? That's yeah. what you want. You want him to move. You want him to do everything he needs to do. And, you know, again, now he has A.J. Green or AJ Brown, I'm sorry, um, and still those same guys at the end. And, and uh, Godair, um and Smith, really, again, you have, you have a dual-threat quarterback in Jalen Hurts, right? He can scramble. He can move. He can get out of the pocket. And he can slang that bit, too. He can really throw that yeah. thing. And now you got Now you got their defense, like you said, stepping up, playing at this, like, now kind of – playoff championship caliber level now Eagles are going to be a great team in the NFC East and they're absolutely winning that conference there's no reason why they yeah, should they're not winning that division <laughs> by a mile, yeah. million percent yeah. so it'll just be to see how these guys perform in in the playoffs really realistically looking at it um yeah like you said Washington though I, I really what happened <laughs> in the last couple of years like defense just I don't know they, they, they feel like they're like a piece or two away like they felt they felt like forever. They're a quarterback away. But it's kind of like, you know, in the NBA, 
And, and I think this is a really good example. You know, in the NBA, how they say the seven seed is a death sentence. Like you never want to be a seven seed, not because you're not in the playoffs. The playoffs is awesome. Make the playoffs is a great accomplishment, but the seven seed means you were good enough against the bad teams, but you couldn't beat the good teams. Yeah. And that means you're probably going to lose in five to the two seed. Uh. And you think you're so close to being better and you try and get better, but it doesn't get better. Because yeah. unless you're getting a Kevin Durant or a top five guy, you're not going to take that leap. And so you're just stuck in this five to nine seed range until you decide to blow it up for however long that lasts. That's kind of where the commanders are. They're going to yeah. stay in this weird maybe 10 win, maybe seven win range Yeah. until they decide, you know what? It's time to go 0-17 and like actually rebuild this. Yeah, uh, rebuild, fully rebuild. Like, actually, no retooling. Retooling is great when you have a great organization that has won before. You and retool, team, you have a good foundation. Yeah, exactly. When you have the the pieces to make the the smaller pieces in the cog work, right? But when you have coaching issues that you've had for the longest time, like Ron Rivera is not the guy. He's probably going to get fired after this year. He's not the guy. Yeah, uh, you've no. you've had. I want to know how many quarterbacks they've had since 2012. I want to know. It's got to be upwards of 11. It has to be. Yeah, probably. And the crazy part about that is Kirk Cousins started like four of those years. So how do you have 11 when four of them are occupied by one guy? Who's now doing decent things in Minnesota. It's crazy. That's, yeah, you know, a lot of issues in in that organization. But if you guys have been following this podcast a long time, what's the one city that I, I roast the most it's washington i don't know what it is about these dc sports but they are so brain dead besides the capitals shout out to the capitals they, they know what they're doing over there um but bro like the commanders again they're gonna stay perpetually mid the nationals they win a world series they trade they don't re-sign bryce harper <laughs> they, they <laughs> sign corbin uh, oh my god patrick corbin to a mega deal strasburg to a mega deal they trade juan soto trey turner gets traded yeah, what are we literally. doing what are you doing, Pharrell? Like, that's the a, Wizards are. Uh, Wizards. They, why are, are the Wizards re-signing Bradley Beal? For what? You guys suck. You guys are horrible. <laughs> why did you trade for Russell, Russell Westbrook? Why? Why? Who's restarting? Why? <laughs> Stop trying to be good. Tank, please. <laughs> please, for Christ's Holy. sake. Holy. Retool, retool. God. Retool. At least the Nationals were just like, you know what? We're going to be bad. Let's get rid of everybody. At least they – but that was after they signed all these stupid-ass deals, and they didn't re-sign Rendon. Like, God damn. Washington is the, type that, is the type of team that keeps investing in a 2005 Ford Mustang. <laughs> and instead of taking it <laughs> – Instead of taking instead it of just buying a 2017. Instead of just trading it into the dealership, like if he's prayed to getting a new car and just, you know, restarting your whole thing, you just keep taking it to the mom and pop shop down the street, fixing it for a hundred dollars. And guess what? Now we're on our fifth transmission. Oh man. Car's got 390,000 miles on the engine. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Washington. (laughs) The brakes are squeaky, even though you just replaced them. Like, Hey, Hey, but, we signed Bradley Beal, and it's a Mustang. <laughs> so you know, it's a Mustang. That's, that was that, that was a good example. I I go on these uh, Washington rants at least like two or three times a year. I haven't had one in a while, so that felt necessary. Yeah. 
That's funny. Like, I think... Oh, sorry. I think that's that's just going to be, like, kind of a weird thing. Again, and if you... Like, you, you were speaking up earlier. If you told me that Washington was going to look this bad, like, coming into the season or, like, a year ago, I'd have been like, nah, not this bad. Like, are you crazy? Along with another team. What's going on in Cincinnati? They what look better. They, they it's getting better. better. Well, what are we doing? I'm not going to credit them too much. Super Bowl hangover... They got a gimme game against the Jets. That's gonna help them. They played. They played well. Joe looked good. You know who looked good in that game, though. I don't know how much of that game you watched. They didn't show a lot of it on Red Zone. I didn't. I that did rookie Sauce Gardner over there in New York is a dog. Oh, he's a, he's dog. a dog. He's on demon time. I, don't, name, I, name, I need your name is Sauce. You I, cannot be named Sauce and, and be not, bad. And you can't. You can't. Yeah. If you guys have no. a chance, watch the Jets on defense. If they if they target their number one receiver, Sauce is probably on them, and it's probably Clamps. No, Clamp City. All day. Dude, Clamp City he gave all day. up one big play to T. Higgins, and it was like T. Higgins jumped and, like, turned, caught one-handed, and, like, got tackled mid-catch. And it was like, damn, well, you're just better. Yeah. <laughs> you're just There's, better. I mean, and and uh, Jamar Chase was, was kind of locked down, too, on that Clamps. Game. Clamps. Locked down. There was, one, like, there was one play in particular where – it was a classic like play that got them to the Super Bowl last year where it was uh, Jamar essentially on a go route, a little misdirection, and he went just up the seam. Sauce stayed with him, stride for stride, jumped with him, and got his hand under the ball and ripped it out instead of Jamar coming down with it. And that was a play last year Jamar was catching, landing, and then going into the end zone. And um, he just he didn't let that happen. I was like, I saw that play, and I was like, that's a rookie? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. So oh, no. that's that's like that's a de facto winner. Shout out to the Jets on, on a really good draft. Yeah, really good draft pick. Yeah, NFL is just to, to say none the least, a little weird to start. It always say. is though. Like the NFL is the weirdest league in the world because no matter how good a team looks, no matter how good a team feels, they're gonna lose games to teams they shouldn't. Yeah. They're just going to. Anybody can win on any given day. Yeah, I mean, and I feel that way about most sports. Basketball is a little bit weird where I never feel like the Knicks are going to beat, like, (laughs) you know, the Bucks. That's just the way it goes. Um, Sometimes talent is better. Football is more of the sport where teams are going undefeated. You know what I mean? Um, Obviously, it's never in baseball. You'll never see a team go undefeated. It'll never happen. The day a team... The day team goes if that ever happens, just the answer the sport. Just end it. No, they beat the game. What? They beat the no, game. That's the, every every player on that team is getting drug tested every day. If that's the case, um, your pitchers you gotta stay healthy, dude. No way. Anyways, um, if there's a team like or a, a, a sport where a team's gonna go undefeated, it's gonna be football. Basketball is, is tough, tough, very tough. Possible. There's just too many games. Tough. There's just too many games in other sports. Yeah, but too like many, football, but I mean, it's not gonna happen either. Close. I mean, Golden State damn near fucking did it. Like <laughs> they close. did, they damn near did. You're not wrong. They damn near did. But it, like, they lost nine games that year. That's crazy. They, they, lost, nine, <laughs> they lost nine games. <laughs> like that's that's outrageous. So again, that's outrageous. Football has like what 18, 19 games. Seven, well, if you go all the way, I think it's if you go all the way as the one seed, I think it's twenty. You have to go twenty, 20 games. Now. Okay, so if you go nowhere all the way as a one seed, yeah, because that's what you would be at, ideally, is if you're undefeated. You think we'll ever see that happen? I don't think we'll ever see it. Came close. Tom Brady almost did it, man. Cam Newton almost did it, too. 
Cam- two games. Cameron. Yeah. Dang. I don't know. It could be. It would be very interesting to see. I think I feel like you you really need like a super team though in the NFL, and that well, just doesn't happen. They, it doesn't happen, and they don't work. Super teams don't work. Besides the Rams yeah. last year, like the Rams are an oddity. Like taking yeah. random guys, throwing them on a team, never works in the NFL. It's all about schemes, all about fit, it's all about personalities and buying in. It's the only sport that I've ever felt coaching actually matters. Absolutely, because like. Yeah, coaching um, matters to an I, extent in, like, the NBA. But, like, you're going to watch. Steve Nash is going to go out there and coach with a blindfold on because he doesn't know what he's talking about as a head coach. And the Nets are going to win 60 games. Because they just can play Because they, more. if they're healthy, because they have KD and Kyrie and I'm not going to say Ben they Simmons. Can facilitate. You know, they'll be good. Um, but baseball a little bit, but not even. I could go manage the Dodgers right now and we win 100 games. If yeah, you're going to look me hard. in the face and you tell me I can't take that Dodgers team to 100 wins as the manager, you're dead wrong. You're a bozo. Yeah. It's, it doesn't take the, the toughest. I mean, you see some of the best some of the best uh, uh, managers in baseball are non, non-players. You know? Kevin Cash, bullpen catcher, not an actual player, right? Yeah. Um, arguably one of the best managers in the year. It doesn't take too too much to yeah. to have, you know, to take your team out there. Football, you gotta have that. Yeah, you gotta have. Yeah, or you just you have to have, have been like a football mind forever and just been in it for a while. Yeah, just too many guys that. And, and again, when you, football is also one of those things where all of your guys are not playing. Like you have different guys for offense and defense. You don't play both offense and defense as a player. Baseball, it's harder to manage. Yeah, it's hard. It's harder to manage. Yeah, yeah, it's harder to manage when you have strictly guys on offense, strictly guys on defense, yeah. guys who are. You know, special teams, you know, now you got to mix in, right? Guys are just, you know, and you see, you don't see as well. And, and maybe, well, maybe you do see it in basketball, I guess, where players are kind of running kind of plays. But then that's where the conflict comes. You don't see as much conflict in basketball when that happens as you do in football, right? LeBron James will sit here. Yeah, LeBron James will sit here and facilitate and run plays and call plays the whole time or the whole damn game. Um, And Tom Brady will, but. Tom Brady can't call plays on defense. So that's where it becomes like, you know, that issue. So mm. football, tough. Football is tough, tough, man. Football's tough. I do want to give a big shout out uh, to the two wildest plays of the week before we head up out of here. We had a Jimmy Garoppolo safety pick six simultaneous this week. He steps out of the end zone. So shout out to Jimmy G. Steps in the back of the end zone. Which, brother, come on. And then he throws a horrible pass for a pick six. But shout out because he stepped back. Yeah. So it was a safety first. Good thing. Safe thing he did. But, like, you know, it's it's been a while since we've seen him. A defensive eight-point play almost happened. But uh, Jimmy G tried his best to deliver that. And then also in the back of the end zone, also resulting in a safety. In the Miami Dolphins game, we got first. The prequel was the butt fumble. The sequel, the butt punt, the bumple, the bumple, <laughs> the bumple, and the butt, and the butt, <laughs> the bunt. <laughs> and this was weird. He just kicks it right off of his like lead blocker's butt. It goes directly backwards, and it was just like. At first, I saw it. I thought he just kicked it straight up. I genuinely just thought he yeah. missed the kick. He muffed it, and it just went. No, Straight up kicked, behind him. Yeah, no, it went off the guy's 
but they were at the back of the end zone, so it was limited space. But like, I didn't know he dropped the butt either. I thought that's what I thought first. I was like, "You goofy, you goofy, goofy. you kicked it straight up." Like <laughs> that's uh. not, that's something like a kindergartner does the first time they kick a ball. Like they kick it behind them. I was thinking out like me and I was watching the game with my buddy, and I was like, "Dude, as soon as he gets to the sideline, he's getting chewed out." Like Jeez. it's funny in the NFL, like when you see college guys do like make messed up play, you're like, "Oh, there goes a the scholarship!" Like <laughs> you just make like funny jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but no, we were. I remember we were seeing that. We were laughing, and then we seen it hit off the butt. We were like, "Oh, butt putt!" And like that's crazy. What are the odds? Yeah. What? Literally, what are the odds? So big shout out to those two plays because. Those are ridiculous plays that you don't ever see. I've never seen the safety pick six. And um, we've seen block punch for safeties, but that was a, that was an interesting one. And then uh, it was even crazier because then if the Bulls got the, the Bills got the ball, they could have kicked the field goal to win it, but they ran out of time. That ending was just like horrid, horrid, on, horrid. Guys. It was just, it was crazy though. It was a nail biter. It was fun. It was a great game. I think that was that was probably the best game of the day. It was the best game of the day. There was no reason to it was still out there. There's got to be an investigation that man was so concussed so he was concussed. stumbling off of the bro, field he I literally couldn't move happened. he couldn't stand up oh he was cool i was like uh-oh best best backup in the league coming in and come clean it up teddy bridgewater oh, okay. <laughs> and then like, he gets sacked. i was like fitzpatrick's back in miami okay. oh no 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 teddy bridgewater's actually a really good backup quarterback in yeah. my opinion yeah I, I, that, that we can save that can of worm for another time but i think yeah. he's done great time great things as a backup so I agree. I agree. Um, we're going to call it there. I appreciate you, Nico, for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching if you are over on YouTube. If you're not, make sure you go check out our YouTube. We got Gerard, who was at that Miami game, coming out with a vlog either this week or sometime next week. We got some more great videos coming up with the MLB playoffs going on. And then we have this episode that comes out every single Monday for you guys to go ahead and check out. If you don't already follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Spectators Media. You can go check us out. You can see our beautiful faces. You can see our beautiful graphics. It's just, it's, it's, you know, chef's kiss. But thank you guys again. We'll see you next week. Nico, appreciate you, buddy. We're riding under tonight. We'll smell you guys later. Under 39 points, NFL football game. You heard it here first. If you don't see it on the TikTok tonight, you better be watching the video for a free game. It's free. Later, everybody. Peace. Free money.